Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. What's happening? Trees are falling everywhere. Oh, no. What <laughs> the heck is going on? We still have one tree or now now you say trees with an S. Trees, that means multiple. Trees. My poor neighbor, I, I, when I spoke with her, I was like, what? Are you uprooting your whole life? Because <laughs> she is literally, and she said yes, by the way. Oh, really? And, and yeah. So she the tree that we have that we've been working on all this time that the the saga has been about um has been falling into it was coming up by the roots Mm -hmm. and it's been falling into the the tree next to it okay well the tree next to it came up by its roots as well and is now falling as well um and the only thing that as far as we can tell by looking at it the only thing holding both trees up is that as tree number one fell into tree number two and tree number two's roots came up, they actually hit tree number one's trunk. And now we have this precariously balanced. Oh my goodness. It's like tree Jenga. It's tree Jenga, right? And so that's happening. And she had another tree that fell completely onto the neighbor's property, taking out their fence. And there is a fourth tree next to tree number one. Oh my goodness. That is also being undermined by tree number one's roots coming up. And so all of her trees are toppling all at once because of course all the root systems underneath were intertwined. And as one gets pulled, the others get undermined and off they go to the races. 
So at this point, she needs a tree person in. Yeah. Well, um, interestingly, according to Virginia law and, you know, Google in general, it's not her problem. Really? It's actually the per- problem of the person whose property is landing on. As long as she properly maintained her trees, which, you know, something coming up from the roots you can't fix. Yes, exactly. You know? <laughs> that, that wasn't her fault, right? As long as she properly maintained her trees, it's our problem, right? So we've cleaned up the stuff that's going to land on us. But the poor neighbors next door are, they've already lost one fence. Unless they get somebody in there soon, they're going to lose another fence and a shed. And I don't know where the tree that's behind it that's coming down is going to go. Oh, it's already goodness. hitting her roof of her shed. So we'll see. That is a tough day for trees. Yeah, it's a tough day for trees. And my very private backyard is becoming very not private. <laughs> <laughs> going to need to put up more trees. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to plant some boxwoods once we get all the rest of this stuff out of there. <laughs> Be like, okay. Oh, up, my up goodness. we go. Kelly, this this is crazy, and I know we've talked about this before, but you've got to post pictures now, at least with Tree Jenga going on. You've got to post some pictures into Spirit Sherpa by Kelly Sparta, because I think people are going to want to see your trees. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We know that's not the place for tree talk, but (laughs) gosh, there's got to be some Maybe it is for the Druids. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We can talk about the Druids, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) Tree talk could be a whole episode unto itself, but today- Today, today, we're going to talk about sacred circles today. Yes. And it's not the first time for those who, who are longtime listeners, they'll be like, wait a minute, you guys talked about circles before. Yes, but not like this, right? Right. So, you know, in episode four, I started talking about the elements and ended up casting a circle. And that became the first circle episode. And right. then we did another episode uh, a little later on that was circles, shields and wards. Right. It was spiritual protection, yep. right? Now we're going to talk about sacred circles. We got a question in the Spirit Sherpa by Kelly Sparta Facebook group from one of our listeners. And she was asking, you know, when do I cast circles? How often do I cast circles? What do I cast them for? You know, that sort of thing. Um, and so we're going to answer that. And then we're also going to talk about working in a sacred circle as a group. What is the difference between the circles we've talked about, a sacred circle, is there a difference or is, is this like the amped up version, the Spirit Sherpa 2.0? Well, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, no, a, a circle is set to create sacred space. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it is a an energetic protection, kind of like a force field that you put up with your intention. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... A sacred circle is usually the words used to describe a circle of people standing in a circle. Interesting. Okay. Okay. It can be intertwined with just the setting of a regular circle. Some people will call that a sacred circle, but a lot of times when they say the sacred circle, it's usually referring to people. Okay. Um, A group of people in a circle doing magic together. Right. Okay. And so, you know, one of the things that I get questions about all the time is my time in the magical house. Yes. And everybody's like, I want to live in the magical house. I just did a, a an episode on uh, Sense of Soul. And mm-hmm. they were like, let's leave our husbands and go set up a magical house together. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you could bring your husbands. but <laughs> you know? And 
I hear that a lot from people and and there is something very special about having a group of people that you work with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because as I've been talking to people about this household, I lived there for four years and I was aware that we were doing cool stuff. You know, I was in it yep. at the time, but it, it, it did not occur to me exactly how special it was until I've been talking to people about it now. When we were working in that house, we were working in a sacred circle. Mm -hmm. There were five of us who would do work together on a regular basis. And it was all specifically focused on doing healing work for each other and evolution work for each other and things like that. And, you know, yes, we did some, some purification rites. We did some Sabbaths, you know, we did some moon magic, you name it. We probably did a little bit of everything, right? And that's the thing. So when we talk about circles, you have the circle that you cast, and then you have the people within the circle, which could be as few as just you. Okay. Right? Um, Or it could be a group. And I've seen groups of up to 200 people in a sacred circle. Wow. Yeah. Actually, I've seen larger groups than that, probably. Like, probably closer to three or 400. So at some of the events. Okay. So when you go to Salem at Halloween, you'll see hundreds of people in the sacred circle. Now that is ceremonial magic. So here's the challenge. All right. Mm -hmm. Here's the deal. When you work with a small group, it's very easy to get everybody's intentions aligned. Right. Once you get past a certain number of people, you're mostly just sort of, you know, stating some intentions and hoping you can use some people as batteries, you know, (laughs) because (laughs) there's no way to align Unless you have really dedicated, really well-practiced practitioners in this circle, getting everybody on the same page and focuses in the same direction at the same time and not bored and whatever, you know, becomes next to impossible. Right. Okay. And even with those people, you get too far out from the center and you can't hear what's going on and you're like, screw it, I'm out. So there's a reason why uh, witches work with 13 people in a coven. Because it's kind of the upper limit. Oh. You know, you get past that point and you, you start to lose coherency. Okay. Okay. So my guides are like yelling at me to say this right now. So I'm just going to say this. <laughs> Put it out there. Uh, they're saying wherever two or more are gathered in my name, right? <laughs> it's that, yeah. that phrase, right? And that's really where the energy comes in, right? Is you're bringing all your energies together into a common space towards a common focus. Interesting. Okay. So for those of you who are practical magic fans, the movie where all the ladies from the town come and bring their brooms and cross their brooms and chant together, right? There's 13 of them, right? Right. (laughs) And they're all chanting together and they're, they're sending their intent towards a common focus. And because the common focus was trying to exercise this ghost from the other witch, they could have a common focus. They could really, they could see it. Right. And it's something that scared them enough that it just galvanized them. Right? Yeah. When you bring p- together people who don't know what they're doing, you've got you've to galvanize them. Now, I got to tell you, the fact that nobody ran screaming from the building is complete bullshit. <laughs> because <laughs> I promise you, if there were that many newbies doing this, they would have run, there would have been at least one person who ran screaming from the building. You know, that's just... I've done stuff <laughs> and they do run screaming. It's, it's a little terrifying. That's the sort of common 
focus that I'm talking about in that movie, okay. right? Yep. Um, if you've seen Crimes of the Grindelwald, the J.K. Rowling yep. movie, they were in a sacred circle. They were focused on a common purpose. They were trying to restrain him and stop him. That circle is terrifyingly reminiscent for me. Yes. <laughs> I've told that story, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. But that's a sacred circle as well. So anytime you put people in a circle and you have a common focus and a common goal, that is going to be a sacred circle. Now in Wicca, they will often say, well, we want to go out into the woods and do this skyclad in the woods. Okay. Skyclad meaning naked. Okay. So you are clad in the sky. You are wearing the sky. That is all you're wearing. Mm -hmm. And that's what it means. So you'll often see at pagan events, you know, there are clothing optional spaces where people may do ritual in that fashion as well. Okay. And the idea being that there's nothing between you and the world around you and you are bringing your full force to bear without any trappings of anything. Right. Right. It's just you and the world around you. So here's the challenges. Yeah. Okay. Actually, before I get into the challenges, let's talk about what kind of work you can do in the circle. Okay. I thought the challenges were going to come before that, but okay, let's go because that was my next question. But <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about the work you can do and then we'll talk about the challenges. Okay. okay. So the work you can do inside of a circle, if you're doing any sort of healing work, you should absolutely be working inside of a circle. Okay. Okay. That's just smart because you're trying, you're digging around in somebody's energy field. You don't want other things in it. Okay. Right. And remember the, the purpose of a circle is to set a container in which you get to kick out everything you don't want and you get to invite in everything you do. That's the focus of a circle, okay. right? And these are just circles as a thing as opposed to a sacred Basic circle. Basic energetic is, structure yeah. okay. circle, yes. So you can do healing work, you can do meditation, you can talk to your guides, you can do prescient work, you know, looking forward in time or, or backward in time or you know, doing probability lines and checking stuff out that way. You can set intentions and do spell work. Okay. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of things. Anytime you're doing anything that is for an energetic purpose, setting a circle is generally a good idea. You're basically putting a, a filter up around you to make sure that only the good stuff is in there and nothing yes. that's going to mess with your cake. Absolutely. Your energetic yeah. cake. Because you want to eat that cake. Exactly. I don't see any point in having cake if I don't get to eat it. True so, that. See? <laughs> right. Okay. Now, once you have decided you're going to have a circle, now you have to decide how many people you want in the circle. Right. In order to have a significant amount of energy, you really need three or more. Okay. I mean, you can do it with two, but it, it's like a two-legged stool. It doesn't stand up very well. <laughs> okay. Right. So you want at least three legs, if not four. Yeah. And then you really max out at about 12 or 13. And I would say if you are not experienced at working in magic and you're bringing a group together, I would say no more than five. Okay. Because, you know, the herding cats things comes into play. Yeah, right? Especially with intent. Especially with intent, especially with people who don't know and the yeah. scared factor that comes in when you start to feel the energy come up and and when you put five people together, there's a lot of energy that comes up. Right. I remember going to the energy vortices in, in uh, Sedona and being thoroughly unimpressed because my group of five people that I worked with on a regular basis raised more energy than were at any of the vortexes. Interesting. Right? Okay. And so I was like, everybody's going, wow. And I'm going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. 
whatever. Yeah, there's some extra energy here, but it ain't that much, you know? <laughs> so you can raise some significant power with five people. It really, it's all about the people who are in the group. But once you start to raise power together, here's where sacred circles go wrong. Okay. Okay. Now we're back. Now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> because a sacred circle can do any of the things that I just said could happen within a circle. Yep. Okay. But what I see happen a lot is people just get power hungry and they just like to suck in the power and they just like to, to, to marinate in the power and just be like, Ooh, this is a funky, cool experience. And I really like it. Let's just juice up. Yeah. And then they don't do anything with the energy. Oh, I went to a house when I was on walkabout where they did that and they had been doing it for 20 years. That house was seriously screwed energetically. Really? Like I stood at the door and went, I don't want to go in. (laughs) (laughs) My friend's like, "Uh, we've been invited as guests of honor for dinner. I'm like, this house is fucked. I'm like, it's not right. (laughs) And he's like, but they're expecting us for dinner. I'm like, okay, shield up. (laughs) (laughs) Red alert. (laughs) And I couldn't figure out why. Right. I'm like, why? It doesn't. I'm looking at the ley lines. I'm looking at, you know, the, the, the houses around them. I'm looking for ghosts. I'm looking and I'm just like, no, this house is just tweaked. I mean, yeah. like seriously tweaked. There's just something wrong with this house. And I get inside and we have dinner and they have this huge circle that they do in their basement and they raise all this power. And I'm like, okay, that's funky. Cool. What are we doing with this? Yeah. And the answer is nothing, <laughs> not a damn thing. And they, didn't release it and they didn't send it anywhere. They just left it in the basement. And I'm like, this is why the house is screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Like over time you do that, you're going to like create just like a complete mess. It's kind of like having an electrical way station in your basement Mm -hmm. and you just add more and more power to it. And you don't give it any way to bleed off. Right. And over time, your hair starts to stand on end. <laughs> Even when you walk away. <laughs> because the energy is just there. It's just there. You go, ah. <laughs> it's like, and you know, all the things that happen with EMF fields only on a magical level. Right. Right. It's like, ah, I don't want to be here. <laughs> and people are living in this house. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, I don't even want to know, right? So do not do that. (laughs) This is a magical don't, okay? Do not do that. If you are going to raise power, send it to a purpose. Mm -hmm. You cannot just marinate in it because it will do bad things to you. You're not supposed to live in that space. It's It's not right, okay? You can spool it and save it for later somewhere underground. (laughs) You can, you know, send it towards a purpose, which is preferable, right? Send it towards a purpose, juice it up. You know, when we would finish up doing Lumen's Gate with Kathy, one of the things we did was we had this great container filled with yumminess. We released it into the world to let people share it. Anybody who wanted it could have it, right? Don't be stingy with your energy. Okay. Okay. The stinginess implies that there's a limited amount, you don't want that to be the case. Right. You don't want to be stingy. Okay. Okay. So make sure you're putting it towards a purpose and decide before you draw the energy up what the purpose of the focus is. 
because you know what you pull up will be dependent upon what you're trying to send out right yeah if you're trying to do a banishing you don't want to do that with loving healing energy right <laughs> you know? use the right energy right tool for the job right tool for the job right <laughs> you know if you want to heal somebody you're not going to do that with hey get out of here energy exactly right? yep. <laughs> it's just you got to know what you're what you're building up for so yep. so come to an agreement and if people don't agree if they're at odds come to an agreement that you'll do it twice so okay. that you can do both yep. right because rule of thumb with magical circles you know with sacred circles is that you want a one person veto Okay. If one person thinks it's a bad idea, don't do it. Yep. It's got to be unanimous. Okay. We learned this the hard way. Please listen to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. One person veto. And if one person vetoes every single time you do it, get them out of the group. Right. <laughs> because they, they're just too terrified to do anything. Yep. Right. The, the fact is magic has danger associated with it. It's just the nature of the beast. You're, yep. you're working with a raw power source. You know, it's just like you wouldn't grab onto an electrical pole from a high voltage line. You know, you've got to know what you're doing right? when you're going to grab onto magic. So it's going to scare people mm. and that's okay. But those of us who are reckless enough to play with it long <laughs> enough, we figure it out, yeah. you know, <laughs> if we don't blow ourselves up in the interim, which is what we're here for is to not blow ourselves up. Are there so, any other things that challenges and things to look out for when you're doing it? Yeah. I'm, so as with any group, you've got to be careful about infighting. Okay. When you get into power struggles within a magical context, things get ugly. Yeah. So you need to have rules when you come in to working with other people that say, okay, if I'm going to work with you, then the rule is you never talk about somebody else behind your back, behind their back. Yeah. That's rule number one. Never talk about anybody else. I don't care if you're saying I care about them and I'm worried about them. That is how all gossip and bullshit starts. No. If, you're, if you care about someone and you're worried about them, you say it to their face. Right. And if somebody comes to you with something about somebody else, you look at them and say, I don't want to hear it. Say it to them. And okay. if you take that to anybody else, I'm going to kick your ass. You know, you speak it to the person you have it with. So I'm, I'm using Wicca terms for this because in shamanism, this isn't something that's typically done, okay. but it's often done in Wicca. Yep. There's a phrase in Wicca that's um, perfect love and perfect trust. We come together in perfect love and perfect trust. You can't have that if you're harboring ill will and you're sniping behind each other's backs. If you're going to do any level of group work, there has to be a level of underlying trust. You know, before you do any magic together, you better become friends, right? Yeah. You need to not only become friends, but you got to know each other's stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to know where each other's buttons are. You got to know what each other cares about. You got to know what each other gets upset about. You got to know everything because I promise you the magic will bring it out. Yeah. There are advanced techniques where you can work with circles that you don't have to do that, but the people do have to trust you. And there's, there's a lot of other pieces and parts to this. Just know that this is, I'm not going to go into that here, okay. but what I do want to say is that there are other levels of this work. So don't assume that just because you're seeing a circle of people that it's going to operate at this level, this is the beginner level discussion of this. Right. Okay. 
And so what you're seeing, if you're seeing somebody else, especially a group that's been working together for a while, or a group where some people are much more skilled and other people are beginners, then those groups may operate very differently. So we wanted to do something lighter. I hope this yes. was lighter and more fun. We've been pretty intense recently. I'm so sorry. The world is so. intense, but this is a great way to remember how to keep out some of that intensity if you want right. to do some of your own work um, using the circle. Now, would you recommend for folks who want to learn how to even to cast their own personal circle and then to do things, maybe go back and listen to those those episodes that we did because we did talk about how to cast circles in yep. those episodes. Is there any other stuff that you would at this stage want to recommend to people? Well, I'm, I'm, I don't have anything in specific to recommend, although I will let you know that we are going to be coming out with something in December. Okay. That's <laughs> that will good be news. very helpful for getting some practice with this in yep. a group setting. But uh, we'll talk more about that as we get into the December episodes and I'm ready to unleash maybe unleash. Yes. Unleash. The the uh, the new beginnings and people can obviously hear about that and Spirit Trippa by Kelly Sparta the Facebook group absolutely uh, so go and join there obviously there's there's community there's information and things you can ask about episodes but new stuff that you're releasing programs like this that you're talking about for December when you unleash the hounds unleash the hounds yes. they will see it in that group. I have a request for you guys. If you've been listening to this for a while and you've gotten anything out of it and you'd like to do something nice for us in return, if you would be so kind as to, you know, share this podcast with your friends. If you go into groups on Facebook or anywhere else and and they talk about stuff like this, please post an episode so that people can get to know us. We're we can use your help a lot, please, in helping to expand the reach of this podcast. You know, the, if you think it's been helpful for you, it will certainly be helpful for others. Yeah. Um, and so we would we would so appreciate it. And it would be a nice way to say thank you if you've if you've gotten anything out of the episode. And if you haven't rated the podcast on your app, please do that as well for us. That that helps us get seen as well. Yeah. By all means, please join the Spirit Trip of Kelly Sparta podcast group in facebook yes um because yeah. i'd love to talk to you there that's that's how this episode happened is somebody asked us a question in the group yeah exactly all right well this has been great as always thank you kelly and thank you everybody for joining us that is all that we have for this week but be sure to join us next time as kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy magic and the spirit world i'm joey c here with kelly sparta and you have been listening to spirit Sherpa. so long everyone Bye. To loving you and knowing you share with a condition. Each mile I travel over thirteen thousand now. So I leave behind a little fear. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at KellySparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to KellySparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea 
what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.